Hi, I'm Britt. And my name is Alyssa. And this is Skeletales. And this is the podcast where we strive to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? Alyssa, you know when you're new in a new house and um, you're in your bedroom, or any room for that matter, and a door slowly opens. <gasps> and you're like, it's the air conditioner, right? It's got to be the air conditioner. But what if it's not? What if it? What if it's grandma? Or all the people who were murdered in the house before you moved in? <laughs> Have you spoken to the neighbors yet? No. No? I'm scared to. <laughs> Have you done a little Google search in that address? Oh, Some I news? haven't. That's the easiest thing I could do. I also think I just don't want to know what that Google search will come up with. Ignorance is bliss. It's fine. But the ghosts it's aren't going to let you just not know. They will not be ignored, Britt. Did that really happen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the air conditioner. Pretty sure. Oh, my God. It's kind of it's kind of loud, so I'm pretty sure. Okay, so last night I was up at 2 a.m. still because I was on vacation. Coming back to our home, it's like all of the shit that I've just been putting off or don't want to look at, I'm like, I must get it done. Like I ripped mm -hmm. apart my car this weekend excavated a dead mouse from under a seat. Finally, finally got that mouse. I had no idea there was a dead mouse in my car. I am not surprised. The smell <laughs> You just was knew horrendous. that they had been like living in there, Yeah, right? so I thought it was just poop. Never in my life did I expect for a whole fucking dead mouse to come out from underneath the seat. <laughs> so the next thing on my hit list was our dishwasher because it's just been gross and I don't know why. Regardless, I was tackling that when I hear in your house? Yeah, like, well, in my house, at my house, I couldn't tell if it was outside. It was not a sound I've ever heard. It was not a normal sound. It wasn't like the air conditioning unit. Do you know what those little wooden whistles are? Like it's a train whistle sound kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. a hoo, hoo. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was fucking weird. Like is someone up? Is someone like purposefully like blowing some <gasps> what about like one of those death whistles or something? It could be something like that. What the hell is a death whistle? I don't uh you know, a death whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy them? <laughs> yeah, why do I have an image of a death whistle in my head? I don't know. It's a skull with a whistle, and it's called a death whistle, and I think it's like South American. Did you ever figure out what it was? No, but I was. then I keep working, and about 10, 15 minutes later, I still don't know. I was like, was it a banshee? Is this your first ghostly experience? Either that, or I think it could have been a Western shriek owl looking up owl calls. I, it was such a bizarre, like I looked on next door. I'm like, is anyone else hearing this bizarre like scream moan thing or whatever it was? But I don't know if it was <laughs> oh a ghost. Oh my God, Be watch your back. I know. It's a I'm banshee. Death is near. Death is near if it's a banshee. Whistling at night. Also, never a good sign. Never a good sign. None of it uh -uh. is good. Even hearing an owl, all bad. <laughs> That's got to be a bad omens. omen. Yes, it's uh, it's that dead mouse ghost <sighs> coming to haunt your ass. 
<laughs> Maybe, I guess. Are you, I don't know. You now you would think it, I would have been burial. haunted. Yeah, I disrupted his slumber. That's it. He's coming to get me. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was the closest paranormal thing I had. But then I also may have been really overtired because I went to sleep with, as I was going to sleep. I thought I heard it, like a crowd of people like applauding. <laughs> But it was actually Girl. just Mitch snoring. Oh. <laughs> like in my brain, I was like, You're oh, so applause. tired. Yeah. But no, I definitely yay, heard a sleep. mystery. Yeah. Yay, you did it. A mystery uh, whistle, which was very oh, weird. I like that. I feel like I need to Google that. I know. But if you listen to a Western screech owl, this is what I think it was. And they are the most adorable little owls. And now I want it in my home. I hope he was saying Alyssa, come catch me. You do tend to have uh, wildlife into your house, so there's always a chance. I know. No, it's true. So you were on vacation. How was your trip? Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. It was fun. It was intense. It was nonstop. It was violent. Violent? Violent, Brett. Vacations should not be violent. (laughs) I know. I texted you that. I think just a bunch of adjectives right when I got back. You're like, violent? What? Um, So I was in New York for 10 days. We were like all over different parts of New York the whole time. But the culmination was my cousin's wedding in Long Island on the Gold Coast of Long Island, so northern side of Long Island. And it took place at this um, mansion called the Glen Cove Mansion. And it was a very opulent old house, and it mostly hosts weddings and stuff. And there's a pool and... So the wedding was um, my my cousin married um, a Persian gal, and so it was like a Persian wedding, which means it is nonstop <gasps> dancing. You do awesome. not sit this whole time. You dance, dance, dance. It was in, it was intense. It was super fun. The next morning, at, there was a brunch. Oh, violence is always at brunches. Always. <laughs> Um, so the next morning, there was a brunch around the pool, and I think the brunch went till two p.m. Then they're like, oh, there's another party that's going to use the pool at one. But our brunch was supposed to go till two. So I was a little confused. I'm like, I think they may have double booked this. So regardless, the party that we're at this wedding with a bunch of older folk in the crew is still like mingling at brunch. And meanwhile, the party that had rented the pool for the the following, yes, Uh for the following event was starting to queue up on the edge. And... Apparently, it was like some famous rapper or somebody. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a lot of rap knowledge, but his name is Big Fendi and he is somehow related to 50 Cent and maybe Nicki Minaj or something like that. So I didn't know this at the time. I just knew it was some sort of rap party and a lot of scantily clad women. Uh, started showing up and we're like uh-huh. hanging out right on this edge, like waiting for this to start, like neon colors, asses hanging out, like <laughs> very uh, in stark contrast to the <laughs> the, the Persian wedding yes, party yeah, in the, pastels. Yeah. Yes. So just that alone was fairly entertaining to see. Like Odin was like, uh, like, I mean, asses <laughs> hanging out, like thongs all over the place. And so whatever, we leave, we go on our way, we say our goodbyes, we split at like two, but people were kind of still lingering and and whatnot. 
So we went into the city. We went and did our thing. The next morning, one of my brothers, my younger brother, texted me the link to an article that says three people shot <gasps> at hotel mansion pool party <gasps> at 5 p.m. So that oh, party like right after we left, after. three people got <sighs> shot at this freaking crazy, beautiful mansion. But it was super surreal. Like, I don't know if even some of my family was still there. There's a very good chance they were, right? They might not have been at the pool. Um, but then, it, yeah, it was super surreal because it has the mansion all taped up with like, you know, police tape and caution, just the place like we you were, were just, just there. Just there. So that was the violence bit. Almost got shot. Not really. But maybe I don't I mean, I don't I don't know, you know. It could have been crossfires. Who knows? So apparently though, the Gold Coast in general kinda has a lot of notorious history, I suppose. So I decided to dig and see if this mansion with its history was uh-huh. haunted. And sure as shit. Definitely haunted, although I didn't see anything there. So the mansion at Glen Cove is the name of it. And you can Google that if you want to read the article about the shooting. Uh, The mansion at Glen Cove is on the North Shore of Long Island. And it's a popular location for the country estates of wealthy New Yorkers. And because of that, it was subsequently dubbed the Gold Coast. To give you an idea of the opulence the Gold Coast is the setting for the Great Gatsby, which takes place in the fictional town of Great Egg in 1922 on the Gold Coast. I have Coast. a vision in my head exactly yeah. what this place looks like. And actually, there is a house, apparently, a ma- another mansion where the party wasn't in on the Gold Coast that inspired the book, The Great Gatsby. And it is like a castle looking thing. But... This mansion um, was designed by noted architect Charles Adams Platt in 1910 and was soon after named one of the 12 best country houses in America. And it's a 55-acre estate, and it was the home of John Teal and Ruth Baker Pratt. John Pratt was an attorney and an executive with John D. Rockefeller's Standard Oil Company, and Ruth Baker Pratt would become the first woman elected to Congress from New York in 1929. Hmm. So the mansion also served as a summer White House for Herbert Hoover and parts of the movie Sabrina starring Audrey Hepburn and North by Northwest starring Cary Grant were filmed there. So it's built in the Georgian style, and it features a stately two-story portico entrance, a double staircase. So like picture a big, old, symmetrical, glamorous building, okay, with like a roundabout entry and everything on just sprawling green lawn. And as such buildings are, it was a bit creepy. And as Odin would say, it gives some major shining vibes with its maze of long carpeted halls and decorative walls. Literally, it was like you could get to your room going five different ways, and it was so confusing. It was just a maze upon maze. like It was like miles of hallways. So John Pratt died in 1927 in Brooklyn, but Ruth Pratt continued to live in the mansion until she died in the stately building in 1960. But many Mm. believe her and her husband's spirits never left. 
A number of people said that they've seen a ghost of a man in a brown suit wandering the main hallway before disappearing, while others report seeing a smiling old lady sitting in the corner of a room. Many of the stories come from the staff. A front desk worker says that suddenly you'll look up from your computer screen and you'll see an apparition. All of a sudden, you'll get a weird feeling over you and all the computer monitors will shake for about 30 seconds and then it will all go back to normal. Whoa. So the pub is said to be one of the most haunted areas in the mansion and where the ghost assumed to be Mrs. Pratt is seen most frequently. She likes to change the jukebox music. The juke, juke, is it jukebox? It's jukebox. Juke, juke. Jukebox. She liked, she likes to change the jukebox music selections and turn on the TV in the pub at night to watch CSI. <sighs> <laughs> A bartender also reports to have seen a woman dressed in white walk into the bar after hours. She was told to leave and vanished into thin air. Mm, I love that. There are also reports of showers turning on and off and a window in Mrs. Pratt's former study that forms a mysterious fog pattern, no matter how many times it is replaced. A psychic named Porch Williams. I think her name is Porcha. Wait, I think I spelled that wrong. (laughs) Porch Williams. A psychic named Porcha Williams was called to do a reading on the home, and she picked up many spiritual impressions as well as a powerful female energy throughout the building. Williams says that this is Mrs. Pratt making her presence known. She wants us to know she's still queen of the castle, so to speak. And then another paranormal investigator came in and recorded EVPs, said to be Mrs. Pratt, and photos of orbs, where the ghost has been seen (laughs) most. And she thinks it's a good presence. It's someone that loves the house, and she likes to come back for parties and different things. I love it. Did you, please tell me, did you ask any of the staff about the hauntings? No. Alyssa, I should shake you so much right now. I know. They're always the people to ask. Did you go to the pub at least? I No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know God, where the Alyssa. pub is. I didn't look at this until afterwards. People oh, like okay. were saying, like, <laughs> I heard about things. It was such a hustle. Like, I was actually in the wedding and I didn't know. And I had to go get a dress <laughs> the morning of the wedding. Like... I there was just no time for just chatting with staff. I wish I for had, sure. but I, I did not have the 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 time. I should have assumed it was haunted, right? I didn't know. Something a place that old totally haunted. I, I oh, know. that's so cool. I love that you stayed somewhere haunted. Yeah, and now there's going to be this history that there's like a shooting there. I'm sure other yes. people have died there and it's been covered up, right? Like Oh, for man, sure. That's yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The shop people are haunting that place for real now. That pool mm. haunted now. Totally. So many drownings. That yard <laughs> full of bodies. Full of them. One hundred percent. I recently read that uh, you're more likely to be um, bitten by a wild New Yorker than you are by a wild shark. You're more likely to be bitten by a New Yorker than a shark. That is statistically. That's real. Why specifically a New Yorker? I'll bite you. You are. If we- <laughs> it's a, the largest city in the U.S. That is maybe. really funny. Um, 
I guess I believe it. That's that's a very interesting statistic. I'll be sure to bite you next time I see you. And then I'll have Mitch Thank bite you. you too. So you'll yes. have two bites from New Yorker <laughs> to really like, back that up. Solidif- solidify that. Yeah. That's a little Stat. horrifying. I didn't walk the streets of New York thinking, oh. I might get bitten. Bit. You know what we did see? The boys <laughs> were like super stoked um, about pigeons. A pigeon eating popcorn <laughs> was for sure a highlight. Oh my God. They were like giggling nonstop. And I don't like Milo was couldn't even breathe from watching a pigeon yeah. eat popcorn. <laughs> we saw a rat too. And they were like so excited about seeing a rat in New York. They're like, check all of my New right. York goals off, off the list. So yes. Um, yeah. But no, I didn't get I didn't get bit by any New Yorkers while we were there. Thank God. Oh, seriously, dodged a bullet there. I know. Dodged a tooth there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you have any stories today, my friend? Oh, I've got a couple of really good ones. Okay. Um, so this story was sent in by a uh, Reddit user named Mega ZX Retro. Okay. World's coolest username. Uh, They say, I was born and grew up in a town called Shrewsbury in Shrewsbury in Shropshire, England. Have you heard of that place? No, but I've heard of Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, Mm, which is where my cousin who got married this weekend grew up. Ah, Connections. The town has a reputation of being one of the most haunted places in the world. The town is well over 1,000 years old. A lot of the ruins of old buildings remain, even in the town center. Everyone is growing up at some sort... Oh, everyone growing up there has had some sort of experience, haunted or otherwise, in their lives. My grandparents have a house in the Bellevue area in the town, that all of my family grew up in. This house has a back bedroom that gives off a vibe that you just don't want to fuck with. It's the only room in the house that has the door always closed and is now used as a storeroom that my nan refuses to enter alone. When I was a kid, it used to be used as a spare bedroom for me and my brother. We would stay over there, but we hated being in that room. One night, me and my brother were asleep in there, and I woke up just in time to look over and see the light fixture on the ceiling next to my head. I can even remember the feeling of the cold plaster touching my cheek right before whatever the fuck was lifting me up there let go. I hit the mattress and immediately started screaming, and my dad burst into the room to find out what happened. I told him everything, but he was skeptical. I even remember him saying that the room was very cold, even though the heating was on that night, and that there was an odd feeling that he just couldn't explain. My brother, who was asleep during my incident, said that he had had a dream that night of an old man standing over him, shouting for him to get out. And to this day, he's reluctant to talk about it because of how real it felt. Now, this is where it starts to get worse. About a month after the first incident, I was at home in my house on the other side of town, and it happened again. Me and my brother at this time used bunk beds, and I slept on the top bunk. 
my dad was downstairs watching TV, and all of a sudden he said he got a feeling something was wrong, then realized the feeling he felt was the same as it had been during the first incident at my nan's house. He ran upstairs and burst into the room just in time to catch me falling from the ceiling. I had been picked up, lifted over the bed's safety rail, and was hanging with my head tilted towards the ground. And my dad burst in to see me hanging there in midair and for a split second, oh, hanging there for a split second before dropping and he caught me. He was terrified and could never explain what happened. Nothing ever happened again until I was in my mid-20s. My nan was heading out somewhere for an overnight stay, so I said I'd stay the night, feed the dogs, and sleep on the sofa. That night, I fed the dogs and went to sleep on the sofa. The next morning, I woke, not on the sofa, but in the spare room. At the back of the room, behind a load of storage boxes. It took me five minutes of moving the boxes out of my way to reach the door to get out. And to this day, now 14 years later, I've no idea how the hell I got in that room over those boxes into the back section of the room without damaging anything. I've never been more frightened after waking up in all of my life, and I've never stayed another night in that house since. That's <laughs> creepy, man. So I looked into that, if, the, if this is a normal kind of haunting thing being lifted up. Do you remember several months ago, me telling you about my brother Brian in that one haunted room in our house in Texas? He fell asleep. They, my family had been watching a movie. He fell asleep during the movie. They all went to bed. He stayed asleep on the living room floor. And he wakes up, turns his head, and realizes he's about three feet off the ground. And then his body boom, drops to the ground. In the plaid had, room. Yes, the plaid room. I had never heard of anything like that until reading this story, which I, you know... Instantly, I fell in love with the story. Um, so then I was like, well, is this common? Like, does this happen? And it doesn't. I have not, I've yet to find that, you know, it's a, there's a form of sleep paralysis where if your eyes are closed, it can feel like you're floating, but you don't actually float. It just feels that way or lucid dreaming. But to actually be levitating or floating like you're picked up is something completely different. Well, I'm picturing um, Ghostbusters and when she levitates, right? The Sigourney Weaver's <laughs> character and like uh -huh. she levitates off the bed and that's all I can picture. I've seen it in the movies, but yes, I haven't movies. heard a lot of stories about this in real life. Um, I don't even think the levitation thing. Yeah, that's creepy. I think unless you think they floated from wherever they started, floated through the air, through the house, uh -huh. and then over the boxes, that's the only way they could get over the boxes and then drop yes. into that slot. Yeah. That's the part that kind of freaks me out. He could have maybe done it sleepwalking, mm -hmm. but then moving the boxes and all of that, surely he would have woke. Like, like that's not a thing that people normally... Let's people do some random maybe? shit. That's I told you that Selena Spooky Boo, like she does all yeah. sorts of shit. She's like does dishes, drinks stuff, like eats, like snack, like does 
locks herself out, walks around naked outside, and then will like wake up in an alley and be like, oh my God, you know? So some people do that, but- It's possible, but why that room? I wonder like, so an old man says, get out of Nan's house. Uh But then when she's staying at Nan's house, they carry her back to the room where that happened. Well, yeah, why would they say get out? But then how did they end I'd up come back? here? <laughs> get out, but also come here. <laughs> get 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 in here. Get, I, I, get out of this room. <laughs> I, and get I, over I, in this I, room. I meant come, come, don't go. Yeah. Come. Wait. Where are we again? <laughs> I sorry. And they've no idea who this man is. Was no. it the grandfather? No. Um, but Ooh, I yeah. like that story. I mean, I hate it, but I love it. Like that's, <laughs> that's good. That's real good. Waking up in a place you're not like in no one waking else's up? home and waking up oh, surrounded by boxes. Waking up with your face against like, the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't want that. No, that's cool. I kind of want to see that happen though. Speaking as old as shit places, well, maybe not as old as Shrewsbury, just more of this Glen Cove haunting. All these mansions are just haunted as fuck, full <gasps> of tragedy. This is yes. just a, a, a short one, a quickie. But there's also the Woolworth Mansion of Woolworth um, Five and Dimes. Do you have Woolworths? Have you ever heard of those stores? I've heard of them okay. um, from... <laughs> Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, really? Stay on the Woolworths. Like, <laughs> it gets kicked out. <laughs> I actually used to shop at Woolworths when we were kids. Oh, like, really? Woolworths. Yeah, I haven't seen one in ages. I don't know if they're around anymore, but definitely I remember when I was very young going to Woolworths. And so um, built in the early 1900s by the five and dime stores magnet, Frank W. Woolworth, the Winfield Hall is the name of this one. And it's a Gilded Age mansion of a time long gone. And so again, this place is crazy fancy. Taylor Swift filmed a music video there. Everything is like marble, 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 marble on marble, <laughs> marble carved of marble. I think they wanted it to be fireproof was the whole deal. And so it's on sale, by the way, just for a cool 8.25 mil. Skeletales headquarters. Man, I was really anywhere. hoping it would be like, 400,000 or something. I'd be like, moving to New York. Five and dime. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I don't know what you could live in there. <laughs> Long Island was nothing like I expected. I don't know why. I just thought it'd be more city, but it was like, there are definitely very fancy, fancy parts of it. The Hamptons are on Long Island. I'm from New York and I'd never been there. I don't know. It's full wow. of surprises. So he, Frank Woolworth, didn't actually get to live in the mansion for very many years. He died in 1919, um, five days before his 67th birthday. So there was a mansion on the property beforehand, but it burned to the ground. And so then he carved a new mansion of pure marble. That's why I didn't want it to burn. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing ended up costing $9 million dollars. With the staircase that- alone costing $2 million back in 1910. Jesus. And it's only selling for $8.25 million now. That's like That's so confusing. Steal. Yeah, what a deal. Come on. Now that we know it's a bargain, how can you not buy it? <laughs> yeah, so he would have paid $48.5 million for this house in present day money. This is not spooky, but it is fascinating. I'm a- that is wild. 
So actually, it wasn't completely fireproof, and there was another fire in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and all the everything that wasn't marble burned essentially <laughs> uh, depreciated the value yeah for sure. yikes so it is also dun 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 haunted yes so like many of america's biggest mansions winfield hall has a history of reported hauntings and many of the tales are centered around the story of frank woolworth's middle daughter Edna, who took her own life on the evening of May 2nd, 1917. As the story goes, the night Edna died at the Plaza Hotel in New York City, her father was at Winfield Hall hosting a party when a most bizarre incident occurred. The family crest, which showed the painted faces of his three daughters, cracked right where Edna's face was. On the night that she died? On the night that she died. The family crest cracked right where her face was, leaving the rest of the crest intact. And so ever since, there have been claims of strange noises in Winfield Hall, reported sightings of a floating spirit wandering through the halls, or a ghost of a young woman haunting the gardens. Oh, man. That place is totally haunted. We don't hear enough about broken family crests. We are not nearly enough clocks, but nothing about like statues of the family crumbling at the time of someone's death. Right. No one has many family crusts with with engraved faces. faces. I don't even know what this looks like. (laughs) So, yeah, I kind of like another one of those surges of like the crack. But back in that day, it was probably like she brought shame to the family with her death. I'm surprised, like, we even know it was a yeah, it was suicide. Like tarnished. Yeah. Because right. back in that yeah. day, that was definitely something that buried was buried stuff. Mm-hmm. So someone had said it was mafia country there. I kind of did a quick search for that. I have not yet, but maybe I will stumble upon something that is mafia related haunting. I don't know. There's got to be something we don't like have, that over yeah, there. We don't hear enough mafia haunting. Right? Yeah. They go- oh, my God. Why aren't the... The mafia should be so haunted. So haunted. All the people, like, stuffed in bags and thrown in rivers with cinder blocks. Like, oh, yeah. it's got to be out there. you got to have ghosts just, like, just slapping ghosts away. Just <laughs> all over the place. But, yeah, I'm a little obsessed with these Gorgeous old mansions that mm-hmm. are haunted as fuck. Yes. I I could hear stories about those all day. And just that life, because I really like a Downton Abbey and any of those stories where like people just live these absurdly luxurious lives that it's just so out of like you know maybe that's what it is why i like it it's because they have like they live in the life of luxury and have all of their wants and needs just you know thrust upon them it's nice to maybe like life isn't totally perfect for you let's just throw a little ghost in the mix a little haunted action to your perfect life that's just the bonus that's like the icing on the cake the ghost stories (laughs) um mitch's great-grandfather, I believe, was like some entrepreneur in Rochester, New York. And Mm -hmm. he built apparently a big-ass house in Rochester that was, I want to say, made of steel because they'd had a previous one burned down. And so everything was steel. Like the doors were steel, the like the the stairway was steel. Not quite as glamorous as marble. Not quite marble. (laughs) 
but everything was metal because of that that same reason. But yeah. And that house, though, is still standing. Oh, is it still in the family? Will you inherit it no. and move to a haunted mansion? <gasps> no? Damn. No, shit. I didn't even think about it. It's still standing. Maybe it was like his great aunt or something, because his dad, his, his uncle told me about it. And then I was like immediately like on Redfin, like, <laughs> and I found it. I don't know how the hell I found it exactly. Um, And I was like, is this it? And so... It wasn't exactly the like bat cave steel structure that I envisioned, but yeah, a lot of it was had this like steel the steel roots to it. And no, I will not inherit it. <sighs> unfortunately. Shame. But if anyone out there wants to leave a haunted mansion in your will, Skeletales is oh. t- to us. We're very Gladly. willing. Yeah, we'll take it. We will ex- we'll take, take that, that off your hands exactly. for you. Yeah, we'll solve yeah. that dilemma I'm, for I'm you. I'm great at gardening. I can do the yeah. yard maintenance. Yeah. Alyssa loves to clean dishwashers. Dishwashers. My- she can keep that house clean. Yeah. Although, I mean, we should just hire that help though, right? Oh, yeah, like, at that we, point. We need to just add our, like, just wear pearls and white dresses yeah. and stuff. We need our Alfred. So yeah, um, I know there's a lot of you out there who are just like, what am I going to do with this haunted mansion? I I don't have any relatives. Uh, I need to give it to somebody. We're here for you. Absolutely. Just (laughs) email us. We'll we'll set it up. Okay. I know you're wanting to keep this short, but I do have one more story. Can I squeeze it in Absolutely. Okay. Jam it in. So... As I mentioned earlier, I've been looking around for levitating sleep stories. Who is this happening to? And I stumbled across an article written by both the New York Daily News and IndieStar.com. And it it does involve levitating children. So I'm just going to dive in and read the article if that's okay. Okay, please do. All right. I want to hear it. In November of 2011, LaToya Ammon's family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana, a quiet lane lined with small one-story homes. Big black flies suddenly swarmed their screened-in porch Already in hate December. It. Just stop. Despite the winter chill. <laughs> I knew you'd love that part. <laughs> if it involves maggots, I'm out. I'm closing the laptop. <laughs> This isn't normal, Ammon's mother, Rosa Campbell, remembers thinking, we killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming back. There were other strange happenings, too. After midnight, Campbell and Ammons both said they occasionally heard the steady clump of footsteps climbing the basement stairs and the creak of doors opening between the basement and the kitchen. No one was there. Even after they locked the door, the noise continued. Campbell said she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing her living room. She leapt out of bed to investigate and found large, wet boot prints. On March 10th of 2012, Campbell says the family's unease turned to fear. Four months after her family moved into the three-bedroom rental, Ammon saw her daughter floating above her bed. It was first a scream that alerted her grandmother, Rosa Campbell, to the girl's bedroom at about 2 a.m. that night. I thought, what's going on? Why is this happening? When the girl fell back onto the bed, she gained consciousness, but said she had no memory of what happened. 
Two clairvoyants told them the house was filled with more than 200 demons. The family's church recommended pouring olive oil on Ammon's children's hands and feet with smeared crosses across their foreheads as a form of protection. At one clairvoyant's recommendation, the frightened mother created an altar in her basement with a white candle and a statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. It was down there beneath the staircase leading up to her kitchen where the family believed the terrifying events began. She and a friend prayed over the altar while filling, filling the area with smoke from sage and sulfur in an attempt to spiritually purify the home. For three days uh, after that, <laughs> sulfur? Yeah, to it? purify. Maybe that's what's happening with my dishwasher. It's just trying to mm. purify my home with rotten egg smell. Not, okay. Oh, you've got a sulfur smell happening? Yes. <gasps> Ooh, gotta look into that. Okay. For three days after that, nothing happened. And then Ammons and her children began acting as if possessed by demons. The mother found her youngest, a seven-year-old boy, inside a closet while allegedly talking to another boy only the son could see. When asked what they were talking about, her son told her that the other child was describing what it was like to be killed. Not long after that, the woman claims her seven-year-old flew out of a bathroom and that her 12-year-old daughter required stitches after being hit in the head. The girl told healthcare professionals that she sometimes felt like she was being choked. A voice would tell her that she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. This was the tw- what the 12-year-old daughter had experienced. Okay. On April of 2012, the family went to see Dr. Jeffrey Onioku, whose encounter with the children was one he said he'd never forget. 20 years and I've never heard anything like that in my life, the physician told the star about their first meeting since the frightening events began. I was scared myself when I walked into the room. According to a report, by the Department of Children's Services, DCS. I'm saying that now because they come back up. Okay. One of the boys began cursing at Onioku in a demonic voice. He and his brother then abruptly passed out and wouldn't come to. The police were called when both children woke up in a hospital. The youngest began screaming and violently thrashing about. It took five men to hold the seven-year-old boy down. The children's behavior was so unusual and unexplainable that the doctors feared their mother was suffering a mental illness and possibly encouraging the children to act that way. Ammons was reported to DCS for possible child abuse, but when she was evaluated by a hospital psychiatrist, she was found to be sound of mind. DCS family case manager Valerie Washington was then called to evaluate the children. When she met them, the youngest, she reported, started to growl and flash his teeth at her. His eyes then rolled back into his head. Then the seven-year-old lunged for his older brother and put his hands around his throat while saying in a voice that wasn't his own, It's time to die. I will kill you. 
according to Washington's report. Once released from his brother's grasp, the nine-year-old, that's the middle brother, allegedly started headbutting his grandmother. Campbell, (laughs) Campbell took his hand and started to pray when the boy walked backward up a wall and onto the ceiling. Once there, he flipped and landed perfectly on his feet. Washington's DCS report is corroborated by Willie Lee Walker, a registered nurse who was in the room with them at the time. This is uh, Walker saying this. He walked up the wall, flipped over her, the grandmother, and stood there. Walker told the star, there's no way he could have done that. The seven-year-old boy stayed overnight in the hospital with Ammons while Campbell, that's the grandmother, took the other two children to her relatives for the night. They returned the next day, which was the youngest boy's eighth birthday, but were, gre- were greeted by DCS workers who took all three children into custody. The following day, the hospital chaplain called Reverend Michael Maganot asking him to perform an exorcism on the nine-year-old boy. The reverend agreed to interview the mother and grandmother at the time. Yes. Where was this taking place? What? In Gary, Gary Indiana. Indiana. Okay. I just yeah. had to yeah. readjust. Okay. Middle, middle of okay. the Right next Bible to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> oh, all right. The reverend... Uh, He interviewed the mother and grandmother. During their meeting, a bathroom light bulb flickered. Blinds in the kitchen swung and footprints appeared in the living room. After that, Ammons and Campbell moved out to temporary live with a relative, but less than a week later were called back for an afternoon inspection by the DCS. Gary Police Captain Charles Austin accompanied the two women with Washington, that's the DCS worker, and another officer. Austin tells the star that after that visit, he believes in both ghosts and demons. He also vowed to never go inside the house again. While at the home, the police audio recorder malfunctioned and brand new batteries died. While listening to the recording later, an officer heard a voice whisper, Hey, Photos taken in the home's basement <laughs> appeared to show a cloudy image near the stairs when enlarged the image resembled a human face. <laughs> so, you're making me I'm laugh. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> a, a second green image allegedly resembled a female figure. Before the end of the month, a petition by the DCS for temporary wardship of the three children was granted. The department argued that the children missed too much school for what the mother argued were illnesses because of their home's demons. During their wardship, the children were given evaluations by separate psychologists. Each evaluation's report concluded that the children's behavior was reinforced by their mother or relatives. In the meantime, several exorcisms were performed on Ammons by Reverend Maganot. By June, Ammons and her mother had moved back to Indianapolis, and by November, the children were returned to their mother. Apparently, there are some new renters in that house, and purportedly, nothing has happened, or no complaints have been made. Oh, hmm, because my theory... Has uh-huh. been debunked now, but 
Okay. I know that wasn't supposed to be funny, but I found many parts of it very amusing. One, I like that the demon was like, hey. Or what? That's like, I thought something more revealing would happen. I heard someone say, was just, hey, hey. Okay. (laughs) Great. Also, the fact that they took them to the hospital and then the Mm -hmm. hospital chaplain is like, these kids need an exorcist. Like, no blood test, no blood work, just an exorcist. Like, what? The chaplain's like, oh, I I have the solution here. I mean, perhaps filling your house with, like, burning sulfur could cause, like, hallucinations. I don't know. Like, what were they? Did they try to spray the flies with some sort of pesticide? A lot of this sounds like they're just straight tripping. Bad trips all around. So I would agree for most of it. But... So the, when the girl levitated, there were several people in the home at the time yeah, because of family members. <laughs> They're all but like the walking on leak. the ceiling happened in the hospital, though. Mm. It was the nur- nurse huffing okay. something. Theoretically, if this is a real DCS like case report, it's going to say somewhere in an official government document that this child walked backwards up a, a wall yes. and then did a flip. It's a eight. Right. They have eight hundred pages Solid. of like interviews and stuff. Eight hundred yeah. pages with this one family. Yes. What? What? Well, because well, they've had to interview all of the family members and then all of the people connected oh with God. all the stories, like the police officer and the reverend and the the worker, whatever. Because yeah. one, this sounds like it happened in like seventeen twenty three in <laughs> Italy or something, not in Gary, Indiana, in twenty eleven. I know. Well, and it makes me wonder, is is this uh, demons that are connected with the family if they are demons? Or uh, I don't know that it's necessarily connected to the home yeah. because it's happening in the hospital. Because that's what I thought. Maybe there's like a gas leak or like some sort of like, nat- yeah, like not even a natural gas, just something coming out of the rocks <laughs> like or whatever. <Yeah. laughs> mold, you know, mold that's making Could people do. trip yeah. out. I learned something recently that Erga, ergot, ergot, E-R-G-O-T. Ergot, yeah. Ergot. It's like uh, what they blame possibly some of the witch trial hallucinations on in Salem and like oh. a whole. We read that book one time for book club, uh, The Day of St. Anthony's Fire. Uh-huh. And that was all about a whole town in France that got ergot poisoning and just trip the fuck out. That's the mold. Yeah. Yes. And that they like, people are like losing their teeth. They were just doing crazy shit. I did not know that that is where LSD comes from. Like they distilled down, (laughs) they broke down this mold and found the one psychoactive component was LSD. And the guy who discovered it, oh, I forgot his name. Like he soaked into his fingers and he was like, whoa, this is trippy. So then he's like, I think this is what did it. So then he dosed himself the next day or whatever to see what would happen and took like 50 sheets worth of acid pretty much (laughs) and like could barely ride his bike home. Like he was like not okay. He was like it was terrifying. Like everything was just melting. And then once he got through that, he's like, oh, everything is beautiful and I'm connected to the universe. Oh, yeah. He had like a huge spiritual like awakening. You know, I do remember reading that. I had no, I did not know. I always thought like LSD was completely synthetic. Like people were just mixing chemicals together in a lab. I did not know it came from that which may have been coding the walls of this family's home 
That was my point. Could be. They ate some moldy Down bro- in that basement. Bread. They're like making the altar and they're just <laughs> breathing in all the yes. mold. Timothy Leary, I think, might be who you're thinking of. Or Albert Hoffman. Maybe it was Albert Hoffman. He's not. Timothy Leary, no. Timothy Leary and uh, Ram Das were those two dudes from yeah. Harvard. I'm talking about the guy who like discovered it. It may have been okay, Hoffman. Okay, that's Albert Hoffman. He's the German yeah. dude or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, levitating. I don't, I don't, I don't think LSD makes you levitate, though. Not for real. True. Yeah. Or like go flying out of a bathroom or I don't know. Maybe I that's know. why they call it getting Un- high. Unstoppable. Get high. <laughs> hey. Hey. Listeners. Yeah. If you guys have a levitating story, an LSD story, a mansion story, you can write into us. At our hotbox at skeletalespodcast at gmail.com. You can also call us on our hotline and listen to our three-minute recording. So you can leave a 30-second <laughs> message. What's that number, Britt? 302-689-DEAD. 302-689-3323. We also have a merch shop that you can go purchase items that will support the show. I found a item that is for sure haunted that will be going up into our merch shop. I have not even told Alyssa. No, about I'm this. so excited. Do you want to see it right sure. now? Is it a death whistle? No, nah, she's definitely haunted. Definitely haunted. No, why does she have teeth? No, stop. Ah! <laughs> it is a very much haunted where did doll. you find that <laughs> did you find it in the walls of the like in a corner in a closet sitting like with its face facing the corner I had to, I had to move the cobwebs away to find her no i found her i found her at um the thrift store she winked at me and was like and never stopped take me home red take me home I believe but it. But you can find her and all of our other wonderful Skeletales uh, swag at skeletalespodcast.etsy.com. And you can share this podcast with friends. We're on all the social medias. Heck yeah, we are. Skeletales community on Facebook, Skeletales podcast on Instagram, Skeletales pod. Search for Skeletales. You shall find us. Yes. Uh, oh, there's... <laughs> Sorry, I have to pee. And that made me burp. There is one. <laughs> there is one more thing. Okay, real quick before you pee. Okay, Alyssa. Yeah, what's up? Brett? Haunt y'all later. Haunt you later. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>